Heads up, everybody. I'm B. Francis Clark. And I'm Anton Anderson. And this is Sky is Black, future-facing conversations with experts, innovators, and entrepreneurs of African descent. Spanning the entire African diaspora. Spanning the globe. What was that from? It was a TV show that had that as the beginning. It was Spanning the, the globe. It was the wide, wide world of sports. You know, the, the, the thrill the, of victory and the agony, agony of, of defeat. defeat. My cousin and I, uh, Jeff, who you know, mm-hmm. often talk about the scene of the skier. Tumbling and, and, down. And the epic wipeout. That always that made had. me afraid of skiing. It did make me afraid of skiing for, for a little while. There was a black ski organization. The Brotherhood of Skiers, I think, mm. was the name of it. The Brotherhood of Skiers. I would have loved to have known that. I would have, I would have loved to have had a little more exposure to it. I did take ski lessons when I was in school and college, but then basically I proceeded to reenact that scene there from the wide, wide world of sports where I would basically go down and I was essentially a land-based comet because I learned how to do, like, you know, the, the snow plow. Oh, yeah. And so... Essentially, and this is too bad I don't have like a stereo microphone because you just hear me go, because ah. oh. <laughs> I didn't really know how to stop because I'm a big guy. And so I make the snow plow and I'd kick up all the snow. And so you really couldn't see me, but you'd see this big plume of snow ah, going down the hill until I'd wipe out. And that's basically, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. That's kind of the story of me skiing is just me kind of going up to the ski lift, going up there, going down, snow plow, big plume of, of, uh, of snow. Wiping out, get up again. For those who want to ski, the National right. Brotherhood of Skiers. So National their Brotherhood. So nbs.org. That's was, fantastic. Which was, which was cool. I would have. I would have loved that when I was when I was younger. And my daughters, unfortunately, have never been skiing. So National Brotherhood of Skiers, National Sisterhood of Skiers, expect some contact from the Clark household. <laughs> Sometime in the next 12 months or so to get them on the slopes and ready. Hopefully the next few months. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. And the Game of Thrones universe. I'm, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I, I've, I've seen I've, I know it. I know it. Wait. I know it. You've not seen Game of Thrones. I know. That I've seen the pilot. But really, you haven't seen Game of Thrones. There was some intrigue from the pilot. Well, hopefully they'll have a chance to fix the ending by the time you get around to seeing it. You did not like the ending? I did not. I will admit, I'm a fa- I read, I saw the show, and I also read most of the books, and I didn't read like the la- the very last book, and this is assuming that the, the last book that really concludes the show doesn't drop like any second now, but I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the show. It was it was violent. It was not you know not for the faint of heart. Violent is not my thing. I appreciate the cinematography and the acting and the action but violence is not my thing towards the end i think they fell off the rails i think the fact that that the producers had gone faster than the actual books had done they they produced more episodes and then towards the end they were kind of like kind of in in free fall well free fall might not be a kind way of describing it but they were they weren't necessarily following the the books they're following a, a broad direction given by the author and I think the ending was a little unsatisfying. We could spend a whole episode talking about, you know, how it should have ended. There's a whole YouTube series of how things should have ended. But I think that that particular series, I think, should have ended a little bit differently. Well, if you talk about endings of series not being satisfying, Lost, to me, is at the top of that list. But I have to admit, 
since you've confessed to not having watched Game of Thrones, aside from like an episode or two, I didn't watch Lost. Yeah. I, I kind of skipped over that cultural phenomenon of Lost. In the, in the same way that I've skipped over the cultural phenomenon of GOT. Okay, so we balance each other out. We do. Okay, good. There's the yin and the yang. I'm not sure which one I am. Yin or yang. But at least you're not lost. And life is more than a game. <laughs> Seems that the tech deck has survived our recent showers. There was like a quarter inch of rain. Maybe. Well, we're maybe. in Southern California, so that's like a big deal. I mean, people were all over the, the interwebs and Twitter and everything. Like, there was lightning and there was wind and there was rain. Now, my wife, my wife's from Louisiana and she's like, that wasn't rain. That was like something else, but definitely not rain. But for us, the natives. Yes. For those of us who, who were born and raised in Southern California, this was significant. I mean, a quarter of an inch of rain falling from the sky. Yes, and you need more than a drizzle to stop the tech deck. More than a drizzle. Didn't stop us. It's a little chilly. For it is, the, uh, it we're is weather a little whims. chilly. We're weather whims. It might be 70 degrees now. I feel like we're in the Ethiopian highlands right now. Yeah, chillier in the highlands. It is chillier in the highlands. <laughs> it is chillier in the highlands. Well, we're happy. we're happy to be here on the tech deck. We're happy to be here under this beautiful tree and being able to be out here in nature and to experience all that nature has to offer and which brings me to something that i forgot to mention before when we were talking about timnit along with nk nk calls yes one of the organizations that timnit is involved with is black in ai blacks in ai as in artificial intelligence well it's just black in ai and i love the fact that it's black in ai not African-Americans in AI, it's black in AI because it's a global issue. And so I forgot to mention it before. What they say, we envision a thriving end-to-end ecosystem sustainably allocating black talent to the development of AI through engaging with students, researchers, and entrepreneurs. And that's so important because having representation, not just blacks, but having a diverse pool of people involved in these advanced technologies is so important. There was the whole fiasco with Google having misidentified things with their facial recognition algorithm. And why did that happen? Because their coding pool, their engineering pool wasn't diverse enough. Which is what they say on their site. While artificial intelligence has the potential to solve an incredible spectrum of problems and challenges in our lives, our work, and our world, there is a widening disconnect between the people who are introducing and deploying AI-based solutions and those who set policies for when and how these solutions are used. I want to go on, on I want to pause for a second. I want to tell a little story. Go for it. For those of you who know me, and for you, dear listener, who get to know me, I'm I'm an Apple aficionado, and I've been working uh, sort of adjacent to the Apple industry for quite some time. Apple adjacent? And, well, because I wasn't actually hired by Apple. A different, longer story. But they used to have consultants come to these Apple universities, Apple, these seminars that were put on by Apple. And I remember going to one that was, I want to say it was, I'm trying to remember where it was held. may have been actually held at at the Apple offices that were here in Southern California at the time. And they had this guy that they that they 
had come out. And you could tell that he was one of the people they almost never let out because he was all disheveled and his shirt was wrinkled on stage. His shirt was wrinkled and he had kind of like a wild hair going out. I think his name was Wozniak. No, no, it wasn't Woz. It wasn't Woz. And, but he was this guy who came out and he started talking about a number of different things. And he was actually talking about things that this was maybe 20 years ago, actually probably more than that, late 90s. And he was talking about things about where your computer could recognize that you came into the room. He was talking essentially about face ID, you know, more than 20 years before it existed. But one important thing that he said that, that always struck me is that he said the words, technology is everything you did not grow up with. And he gave, Interesting. And, and he gave this idea and he talked about telephones. And, and I'm going to expand on the story a little bit. You know, if we think about like our great grandparents, you know, if, for our great grandparents, a telephone was a novelty. Oh, I got a phone call. The phone rings. You have to run and pick it up. You know, this is before answering machines or any of those things, you know, where people generally lived in the town that they grew up in. And, and so, you know, phone call was like, like a big deal. And there was like, you know, manual operators and switchboards and all that sort of thing. When was the last time you saw a phone booth? Well, exactly. And whereas now for all of us, first of all, I mean, what we call our phone isn't even a phone anymore, but, but truly, you know, we all, all of us have friends who we talk to on the phone by voice or even by, you know, other means, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, those sorts of things. And, and it's no different than if we were meeting with them. I mean, it is different, but it's very close to being uh, akin to knowing them in person. You, people have long distance relationships by phone in a way that would not have even been possible or even understandable, comprehensible to our great-grandparents. And why? Because they didn't grow up with it. The telephone was a novelty. And for us, the t- telephones, all these things are, are, part, of, are part of it. For, for our kids, for your, for your two children and for, for my two children, they've lived in the world where all of humanity's knowledge fits in your pocket. That's all they remember. And, and so the whole notion of what's possible and the whole notion of what's out there is, 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 is limitless because they already have that. It's already, you know, things that were science fiction for us, mm-hmm. you know, is just simply part of a mundane part of their reality. And so one important thing of that, going back to Tinman, um, is that, you know, having representation in the development of those technologies and the advancement of those technologies is so important so that way you don't have fiascos like what happened with Google's uh, facial recognition. But I think this AI initiative is really important, and, I, and I'm glad that you brought it up, and I'm glad that you're highlighting it, because I think that it's so important for there to be representation across the spectrum in, in all these cutting-edge fields. So we are thankful for what Black and AI is doing from a distance. We are applauding and celebrating the work that you're doing because it is critical, it is pivotal, it is necessary, and we are thankful and grateful for what you're doing. Very much so. Very much so. Sky is black. Sky is black. All right, so there's some, <coughs> there's some news in the world these days. Yeah, so, so what's going on? So we got Facebook going down. We have a Facebook whistleblower. Funny how that happened. Funny how... Facebook went down. Sounds very coincidental to around me. Around the same time, very coincidental. As a whistleblower comes and, and spills all the tea. Now, is it because they're trying to take, you know, take the attention away? 
because I mean there was worldwide panic because we couldn't all like shout at each other and spread misinformation and look at baby pictures and all the other vastly important things that Facebook does. Vastly. Quote unquote. As much as we use social media and sort of bathe to use a phrase that I won't take credit for, but sort of bathe in, in the digital light of social media, shower ourselves in it. The digital dim. But it's but at the end of the day, it's it's a bit of a distraction. I mean, it's entertainment. I click I click agree anyway. Click agree. That is who we are. Click agree, and imprison ourselves. Some other news that's occurring in the world these days. What else is going on? We talked about the fiasco at Google with its AI. The fiasco. This week, they announced that they have a $50 million fund to invest in African startups. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. In the fine print and some of their initiatives, they're taking a large equity stake in some of the startups that they are investing in, which is not abnormal, but it's not, you know, kumbaya giving. Well, they are wanting a piece of the action. So it's, they're, they're, they obviously, I mean, there's, there's some really brilliant people working at Google and all these tech companies. And so a they, famous movie as well, a piece of the action. Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby. Ah, good point. Yes. Good point. But there's some very smart people who are working there, and there's some very savvy business people who are working there. And so they obviously see the potential yes. of what's going to happen. Yes. The sleeping giant, as it's been called for decades and decades and decades. It is not sleeping, nor has it ever been sleeping. Africa has always been on the rise in terms of trying to move forward, to be free from colonialism, to be free from slavery, to be free from neocolonialism, trying to get folks off of our neck. We have never been sleeping. That's true. And from a resource standpoint, Africa is very well tapped. I mean, all the resources are currently being extracted out of Africa. And it's been extracted for, for centuries. Extracted as to stolen. Yes. And, but in terms of the people, in terms of bringing the marketplace to bear and bringing goods and services for the people who live there. And the best part is, going back to one of my other earlier points, so creative. There's so many creative people. I mean, I could see why Google would want to go in there and tap into that creativity because there's some ideas, some points of view that have not been represented so far. And so to be able to tap into that, it makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Dollars and cents. <laughs> dollars and cents. For the extractors. And it will make dollars and cents for them. For the extractors. Yes. So my, my hope is that beyond just a, a, a grant and a, and, a, and a splashy headline of a, and, and sort of an investment, but my hope is that that will also help build the on-site infrastructure, build the, the, the Silicon Valley of of Nigeria, the Silicon Valley of Ethiopia, the Silicon Valley of South Africa, and each of those countries, because it's not like it's not like there's this one monolithic Africa. Africa is not a country. <laughs> silly American, you silly American. I know. <laughs> While they like to put themselves out there as a as a search company, the fact of the matter is they're an advertising company. They're one hundred percent an advertising company, and so nothing wrong with that. No, it is what it is, but let's, let's not be confused about it. I mean, that, that's their business model. They track everything to make sure that advertisers are getting who they want, right. where they want, when they want. And same thing with Facebook. They're an advertising company. They are now. And speaking of Africa, there is the 
Africa Tech Summit. That's right. Which is coming up. That's I, right. That's going to be incredible. And that also is going to focus on investment, you know, across the continent. And it's I, it's one of those things that, you know, it's it's sponsored partly by the London Stock Exchange. And so, you know, that's an, an interesting example of cross-pollination to where you're going to be able to bring together people from different from different circles. And so you're able to get like business up op- business people, people who are looking for opportunities, people who are trying to make opportunities and and various tech leaders and meet with investors at the London Stock Exchange, right? I mean, I can't imagine, I, I, can, I would love to be a fly on the wall for some of those conversations. Skies Black could be there in 2023. We're going. I like, you know what? We're going to put that out there. Let's go. All right. 2023? So it's in two locations. So it's in um, Kenya mm-hmm. and in London. Yes. So we'll go to one of them. One or both. One has to compare and contrast. That's true. But anyway, so that's the Africa Tech Summit coming up in London. There's also the Blavity Afrotech Conference, which is also coming up in November. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to get information about that, you can find it at experience.afrotech.com. Again, experience.afrotech. Another thing I want to mention, too, just in terms of news, is that AngelList, which for those who are interested in the venture capital space, venture capitalists or looking for venture capital money. And you need money. And you do need money. We all need money. So most likely, if you're in the venture, if you have interest in venture capital, you're probably already on AngelList already or connected with AngelList. But they just announced today that they have a new feature that they're calling Angel List Stack. And their verbiage is create a fundraising ready startup. Everything from incorporation, banking, and equity management tools in a single place so you can focus on your company. $500. $500. Which includes incorporation, banking, equity management, fundraising, documents. Checking accounts, employee equity grants, investor management, $500 will get you in the game, will get you a venture-ready company that you can have and start going out to raise money. And that's so important because it's easy for... That's half the issue. doesn't solve it all, but that's half of it. Well, you don't have to have all the answers. You just need some of the answers. Right. And there are so many people... We talk frequently how this community is such a creative community, and we all have been at cookouts where, the, where someone has a really great idea. And what it sounds like is that this new platform allows you to then take that idea and bring it to the market and bring it into fruition without having to necessarily have a business degree or, or anything like that to be able to, to do it. It's only half of the solution because in the venture capital space, this is akin to having a resume. And so, like those who are working to get a job, it's like, okay, you need to have a resume. But then when you go to the job fair with your resume, that looks fantastic. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the job or that you're going to get hired. And so this AngelList stack is fantastic because it's half of the battle. It gets you your resume, it gets you in the game, it gets you the foundation necessary to go get funding. But by virtue of having it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get well, the funding. Well, it's not going to guarantee it. It's not going to guarantee anything. So it's a good thing. It's half of, it's, it's half of the battle. What's the I, other half? The other half of the battle is actually getting the funding. The other half of the battle is with your resume is actually getting the job. 
Having a vision and a dream is is wonderful. You, you can't have a business. You can't make any sort of impact without having a vision and a dream. And yet, by then being able to take advantage of things like this stack, you're able to then take it beyond that, take it to the next, you know, to the next logical step beyond just having a vision or a dream. And the money is there. The money is there. I mean, and part of it, I think in our community, there is not enough financial literacy. You know, you see... And I know I'm going to create some comments online when I say this, but you see a lot of a lot of my brothers and sisters out there buying some wonderful, expensive pairs of shoes. So that same hundred dollars you spent on those shoes, you could have bought yourself a share of Nike. You could have bought yourself a share of Nike, and Nike, when I just checked a moment ago, is issuing a one percent dividend, which isn't. I mean, no one's going to retire on one percent, but. That's more of a dividend. That's more money that's coming out of those shoes than, than when you take your feet out. I'm not a sneakerhead. $100 sneakers that I could buy could be $500. Don't wear them. A little, a little bit later on. Don't get them scuffed. Well, if they're scuffed by Michael Jordan. Maybe if he scuffs them in the form of his signature. His game is at a level that he probably can do that. <laughs> that's true. But unless, but but the minute you take those shoes and actually enjoy them for the purpose for which they're made, their value goes down. Well, the purpose for which they're made these days is sometimes investing. I mean, often, oftentimes they're not even sort of made to be worn; they're made to be bartered. Truly, thankfully, this isn't video because you can't see the look on my face. I'm like, this is where I get to be uh, an an older, seasoned person. Where I'm like, what? Wear those shoes. If you get some shoes, wear them. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just sort of saying, you know, it's. You know, what is the purpose of art? Art is a whole number of things, but art is for some an investment opportunity. And yes, it is. And and art is for enjoyment and art can be for investment. Right. And if you're buying your sneakers as a piece of maybe functional sculpture, uh, and that there you, are, and there and, are, and those there are who do. yes, then there are those who do. But I would say that for those who simply want to floss and wear some nice sneakers, I would say maybe take some of that sneaker budget and and still be in the space, still be in that world. Floss in your portfolio. Well, or actually don't floss your portfolio. Just have it or, and, and, or, and enjoy the dividends. Let your portfolio do the flossing for you. Right. Not just like as my father did, very appropriately said, you know, make sure you have a savings account. Make sure you have you know, certain instruments in place. But also taking it to the next level and saying, have your money work for you. I mean, he opened a, a bank account for us, a, a savings account for us as early as possible. And he said, make sure you have some set aside for a rainy day. Make sure you, you have some money put, put off to one side. And, you know, and that was kind of, that was kind of it very much at the consumer level. Didn't learn a thing beyond that. Not one thing, or I should say was never taught one thing beyond that. And how do we get to Wakanda? How do we pay for our ticket to Wakanda down that road is to me is having your money work for you, having the literacy, having the knowledge of, of how to make money do things for you and let it do with the flossing. Yes. Go ahead, money. Floss. Go ahead, money. Floss, money. Come on. (laughs) Floss, money. Floss. Floss it for me. Yes. One other organization that I want to talk about, and that is Black VC. You can find them at BLCKVC. Dot .org it's a nonprofit organization and so Black VC is transforming the venture capital industry to mirror the diverse demographics of the US venture capital is a crucial component of achieving economic equality 
It is a vehicle to build wealth, develop future leaders, and strengthen communities. And so this is a nonprofit organization specifically addressing this issue. And amen. So, amen and amen. And so Black VC, we look forward to having you on the podcast, talking about the programs that you're going to be offering the community, how we can partner with you, and how we can make a strong leap toward Wakanda. We want to ease on down, ease on, on down, down the road. road. I'm a, ease on, on down, down, ease on down the road. Don't, Don't you carry nothing that, that might be a load. Come on, ease on down, ease on down, down the road. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, yes. We got to work on our harmonies, but the spirit is sound. No one's going to pay us to sing. But spirit is sound. But we are easing our way down that road, and we're going our way on the road to Wakanda, and we're excited about it. And one of the things that that I love every year when this happens is when the uh, the MacArthur Foundation issues their so-called Genius Grant Awards. And they just did it. And listen to this, Bernard. It depends a little bit on, on sort of your, your math here. But just about half of them, black. Excellent. And what's great about that is that, you know, if you look at who they have, it goes back to the thing that I keep perseverating about and will continue to perseverate about. Because you hear me talk about how, in, in my opinion, I believe that there should be a, a focus on the black community. Um, and in particular here in America, the black community, because it has an outsized impact. 13.4% of the population, but has an outsized impact on the broader culture here in America and the broader culture worldwide. And when you look at these fellows, the people who are the, the, the current 2021 MacArthur Fellows, musicians, artists, poets, um, biological physicists, um, art historians, choreographers, civil, civil rights activists, um, internet studies and digital media scholars, film scholars, dance entrepreneurs, historians, writers, I mean, truly from across the whole spectrum. And the sky is black pantheon right there. It is. It is. And, and so you have these people who, obviously, the MacArthur Foundation, well-respected, well, well decades of, of, of work in, in their effort to make it a more, uh, a more just and verdant world. Yes. Uh, their mission statement is that they support creative people, effective institutions, and influential networks building a more just, verdant, and peaceful world. So they're really moving everyone forward. And such, for such a high number of their awardees to be members of our community, I think just as a testimony to the, uh, the outsize impact, the outsize influence uh, that, that we have, both for good and for bad, but in this case for good, uh, out there in the world. And, and it was exciting. It, it, it made me feel very, very happy to see them be acknowledged. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing what they do and looking forward to the results of it. We'll check back in with them in, in a little bit because obviously nothing you can microwave together. They didn't, it, it took them a minute to get to where they are, and it will take them a little bit to, to do something with the, with the generous uh, grant given to them by the MacArthur Foundation. Go MacArthur. <laughs> That's right. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Yes. I, should, I need to say that in my NPR voice because you always hear them sponsoring NPR. Yeah, they do sponsor NPR. I used to work for KCRW years ago and mm -hmm. so grateful for what they're doing. See, I need to do that in that voice that you have. This is brought to you by the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Building a more just and verdant society. A, a more Phrase. just, verdant, and peaceful world. Yes. 
But see, I, I get too excited about it because I'm like, this is really cool. And, and you read the bios and you're like, this is amazing. Look at what, what they're doing. And so I get excited. And so I'm, I talk way, way too fast for public radio. I disagree with that. I'd fill up a tote bag real fast. That's okay. We love tote bags. Public radio loves tote bags, don't we they? We love tote bags. Th- that is like the thing. Tote bags and coffee mugs. I, th- I think I have like 15 coffee mugs from, from, from pledge drives. We're like, oh, if you do this and we'll give you a coffee mug. And I'm like, Sure. Yes. And if, you, and if you put it in a tote bag, I'll double my pledge. Yes. And if you're not supporting NPR, please do. That's not coming from Sky's Black. That's coming from me. Support NPR, please. I like NPR. You know, one thing that came across my desk recently was this, this guy, this, this kid. I hate, I mean, I'm old enough to where like, essentially everyone is now a kid. But I want to give a shout out to top tech geek at real top tech geek um on twitter and this guy rumble young man rumble yeah he is 15 years old and he is out there he's unboxing things he is showing experts leaders in the at least if you're a a part of the apple fandom speaking of whole fan kingdoms if you're part of the apple fandom you know he is, is is showing new features to people who if they got the new phone, want to learn a, a new new trick or two, he's doing some great stuff. And so I uh, was really happy and pleased to hear about uh, Top Tech Geek on Twitter. And maybe he's flying overhead. Maybe so. Hopefully you can hear that. You can the, hear that little ambient sound. Yes. You know, because we are here on the tech deck. There might be someone over there you know, surveilling us, making and, sure that everything is in order. Well... Many people will say that we are being surveilled at all times. Certainly people of African descent that we are surveilled at all times. One could argue. Well, it's uncanny. I mean, think about this, Bernard. I'm not making that argument, but one could make that argument. Imagine if when we were this guy's age, top tech geek's age, if... If, he, if someone had said, well, what you're going to have is, is a device that will either be always in your pocket, always on your person, or maybe even strapped to your wrist, that, that tracks where you are at all times, that's always listening for you to say a keyword like, you know. Hey, Siri. Right. You know, and. Hello, Alexa. Can you imagine if <laughs> half our listeners' devices all came on between those two <laughs> phrases? But imagine if we, you'd, we had told the 15-year-old version of ourselves. <laughs> there goes your computer right now. It's talking. It's listening. You know. Thank you, Siri. Appreciate it. A very dear friend of mine uh, gives a different name and always says like, "Hey, Penelope," instead of saying, you know, "Hey," because that way the devices all don't turn on. And so whenever he, in conversation he's referring to one of these digital assistants, he always says, "Oh yeah, if I say hey, Penelope, then something happens." Unless, and those of you who've now named your assistant Penelope, those have all just turned on. But, you know, if, imagine if we had been the age, you know, back in the day when we were the same age as, as this young man, and you'd said, hey, you're going to have a device that's always listening, that's always on you, that's tracking your movement, and broadcasting those movements to various organizations. Revolt now. And yet, you have one, I have one, I have more than you know, we all have one. Indeed. And we can't, we can't imagine living without them, and we did it voluntarily surveilled and tracked at all times but going back to top tech geek 15 year old self-described tech nerd 
and doing really great things. I really love his descriptions and, and his exposés and showing I, I learned something new. And that to me is really exciting. I mean, when we talk about the road to Wakanda, this is where you say Wakanda road. When we talk about the road to Wakanda. He, yes. I think represents is an example of how we're going to get there, how we're going to get to Wakanda as a people. And I will say it if need be every single episode, why that's important. Why so he is our drum major. One of them, arguably, you know, and, and for you, dear listener, why is this important? Because as I've said many times, both on this podcast and off this podcast, what happens in black culture, what happens in the culture of the African diaspora pound has, for pound. has an outsize, we punch above our weight class. We have an outsized influence on the larger culture. And so, so the good news, if you are not of African descent, is that when we all get to Wakanda, guess what? You get to come along. We here on Sky is Black, we're not anti-anybody. Allies to all. Allies to all. And so what helps us and what helps this community is something that's going to be helpful to the larger community. For those of you who are listening here in America, what happens in the black community, positive and negative, has an outsized impact. You know, 13% of the population, but has an outsized impact on the larger culture. And so if the black community prospers, then everybody prospers. If the, black, if the black community is struggling, then America is not doing as well as it could be. I won't be political, but if black America is struggling, much of America doesn't care. But they should. They should care. They should care. I mean, that, our that, struggle, that's my point. Is our that, struggle affects everyone. Right. But I won't go so far as to say that everyone is concerned about that struggle. Um, no, not everyone's concerned about it, but they should be. And, that, and the point is... And, to, and too many do not care. It's like, okay, you can stay over there. You can struggle all you want. That is your problem, even though it's not a self-created problem. That is your problem. Deal with it. We're on our way to whatever the opposite of Wakanda is. But the thing is, is that if you've got a car and one of your tires is flat, sure, you can go on on three tires. But if one of your tires is flat or if one of your tires has low air pressure, if you've one, if one of your tires is out of alignment, then you're going to have, at a minimum, you're going to have bad gas mileage if your tires aren't inflated properly. Inflate your tires, people. But this is, this is me, the old man, talking to you. Make sure you have proper tire pressure. Rotate your tires. But if one of your tires is having a problem, then your car is just not going to function well. And at the end of the day, we are in one country despite what all the various pundits say. And so if a significant segment, especially one that, as I'll say again, you know, has an outsized impact on the larger culture, if one of those tires is flat, it's going to be a problem. And you might say, I don't care. I'm going to keep going. But you're not going to get there as fast wherever you're trying to go. That, that is true. That is the, the American quandary right there. I think you're speaking the truth. I agree with you 100%. Unfortunately, many passengers in the car don't always share that view, think that they can get by with three wheels or a flat tire, or at the end of the day, may abort the whole mission altogether and throw it in the gutter and go buy another. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to leave that community to wasteland. We're going to leave this continent to fall to pieces. We're going to leave this planet to fall to pieces, and we're just going to go ahead and move to Mars and leave the rest of y'all right here to fall to pieces. What I'm speaking to is the ugly side of humanity. 
And so as we as and, we and we were talking earlier about being the yin and the yang, and so I'm going to speak to the to the to the not so ugly side of humanity. And 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 I, and I only do so to say that as we move forward in our vehicle, going to wherever it is that we're going, that we need to be mindful of the obstacles and the hurdles that are there. Yes, absolutely. And make sure that we have enough speed, tire pressure. Alignment. Alignment and can accelerate in a manner that's actually going to get us to where we need to go. And so to go back to, to this young man, I think that he is an, an exemplar of where the bright side the bright side the glorious side the glorious side um the the inspiring side yes the inspiring side and i think that part of it is that you have people like like this young man who are what the pundits like to call digital natives who grew up with this technology who who started off with this and are very comfortable with it very comfortable with, with social media i'm not sure at 15 years old if i'd be comfortable with being out on video potentially nationwide worldwide and so good for him, and I'm excited for him, and I think that, that it is people like him that will move us forward. I think that having part of how we get there, part of how we, we fix that tire, part of how we, we restore the ability for all of us as a, as a nation and as a community to go forward is in, in the direction that, that we want to go into is to, to harness that, that, that youthful energy and to harness that ability for younger people to embrace uh, things that are new and to embrace technology and to and to move forward, and so I'm I'm very excited about him and I and I, and, and seeing that it, it helps me think that you know all of the that all of the youth are are going to help move us forward. They are they are indeed. In <clears throat> I don't want to say old folks because we're not old. We need to find a new word for ourselves. Seasoned, perhaps. Seasoning's good. Seasoning. We're good. black. Seasoning's good. We, we're into seasoning. Uh, we are into seasoning. Um, and if you want to learn more about seasonings, please check out the Pan-African Food Festival podcast. Very good. We Did you a, see that lead-in for the that, seasoning? That was a great lead-in. Being seasoned now, what do you think of the challenges that he's going to experience this day forward in terms of starting his business? Um, if he wants to do a business, I'm not sure if he wants to do a business, but are there hurdles and roadblocks and obstacles that are still in the world that we as the seasoned generation can remove for him. Well, as you mentioned a little earlier, I mean, there are the haters that are out there. There are the people who haters going to hate who don't care. And worse than that, it's one thing to be indifferent, but there are those who are kind of, who have an opinion of like, well, I'm going to do what I can to put my thumb down and hold, you know, this person back. Yes. And, I would encourage them maybe seek therapy, but because why? I mean, especially I am a believer in the very first word, United, the United States of America. I believe yes. that we're, we're all in this together. We are. And, you know, so I'm not anti anybody. I'm, no, we're, I, we're all in this together. And so if someone is excelling and doing fantastic things, innovative things, interesting things, we applaud, celebrate, uplift, up, rejoice. All that. And I don't care who you are. You can be, you know, whatever, whatever. Don't care who you are. You know, whatever your background is, whatever your orientation is. Do not care who you are. Whatever your deal is, you know, if you are excelling and if you're helping move the conversation forward for everyone, then, then I applaud you. We are allies to each other, allies to everyone. 
and that is the truth. And I applaud, and I'll applaud your success. I mean, I have some friends of mine who are doing very well financially, and I'm I'm very happy for them. And it's not yes. a matter of me saying, "Oh, well, look what you're doing," and "Oh, don't I wish I had that" or whatever. It's no, not that at all. It's not that at all. It's it's. I am excited for them, and I'm excited for their success. And in many cases, I like being around people who are very successful by whatever measure you know that I'm using. Because that inspires me. It inspires me to say, hey, if, 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 if this guy can do it or if this gal can do it, then, then I can do it too. I mean, we all have an innate capability. We all have our innate, you know, we were talking earlier about Superman. We, have, we all have our, our innate superpowers. And so it's a matter of finding that superpower and tapping into it. And I'm excited about, about this young man because he's tapping into his superpower. He has the ability to, in a, in a fun and engaging way, to show off what's going on in technology. And he's got followers, and hopefully he'll get some more. Hopefully we can help him. But to your point, you know, there's going to be the, the haters out there that are going to get in the way. And the thing I would say to him is don't listen. Don't let, don't let the haters get you down allow do not allow that to be something that that takes the wind out of your sails and for us as seasoned overseers and advisors and advocates and champions for him how do we make sure that this kid gets to wakanda safely that's a hell of a question that is the hell of a Um, question but that's at the heart of it because when we talk about sort of building our future, a collective future that works for all of us, um, that is authentic and real, how are we going to do it? I don't have all the answers. I'm not sure anyone has all the answers. Damn it. You are supposed to have all of the answers. That, that, that's an urban legend. The, the, wherever you look that up, you were on like a, the wrong Google site where it's, you know, it said Anton had all, all the answers. No, that's, that was a myth. That was a comedy site. No, that is not a comedy site because I know the facts. I know the truth that you do know quite a bit and probably have more answers than you're giving yourself credit for. Oh, so I I'm have not, some answers. So I'm not necessarily I did, I, pulling it all in, on your shoulders. <laughs> on, um, I, I have some answers. I don't have all of them. And I would say, you know, how do you keep the haters away? The, the first thing is to, you know, help recognize the haters. One of the missions that I have for for my son and for my children is mm-hmm. just to help them recognize the haters and recognize who they are. And essentially when they, and most people who are of that mindset, they'll kind of telegraph it. They'll, they'll telegraph it in some way and not to make anyone suspicious all the time or always be around like in some sort of a paranoid mode. But I would encourage him to, or encourage if it were my son to, and, and when it is my son, I will encourage him to just be aware. Be aware that they're there. Be proud of who you are. But also be be aware that there are people who are going to be anti. And then when you... Be proud of who you are. Love who you are. Love everyone else. Yes. And when you... Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. neighbor, Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. And we love our neighbors. We live in a lovely little, little neighborhood here. Very quiet when the airplanes aren't going over. I would, I would advise someone to be able to identify when people aren't your allies. Be able to identify when people aren't your allies, so that way you can know at how close you let them come in. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes you have to 
work with people who are not necessarily your allies. You have to, one of the things, part of, I think, one of the things that you and I both learned in our, in our background and in our early educational background is that you're, you are with some people who aren't necessarily your allies. Right. And right. you identify that and then you learn how to work with them and learn how to work, in some cases, work with them, in some cases, work around them, and in some cases, work despite them. And if you can tell, if you can learn that, if you can learn that skill, so I think it's a learnable skill, then you can, you can thrive. And especially if you then also have other people who agree with what you're doing, who like what you're doing and who are willing to advocate for what you're doing. And dare I say, almost like be like a snowplow. We were talking about skiing earlier, but if you can be the snowplow for them a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe if there's big obstacles in the way, I mean, part of our role as uh, older, you said you don't like to use the word old, but I'll say older members of the community. Older as to seasoning, yes. Yes, as to seasoning. <laughs> well, no, you don't want your seasonings to get too old. you got to use all these. You oh. want to use, use fresher spices. Some no, things need some, to age. This is a different topic. Some things do need to age. Some spices need to be sort of roasted, so maybe we're sort of roasted spices. Okay, there you go. Roasted spices, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's like the name of a band. What are you? We're the roasted spices. Mm-hmm. The Not bad. <laughs> the roasted spices. Well, I, I, it's true, actually. In many cultures, including including ours, you know, you you toast your spices. That's what that's what I'm saying. You know, and 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 adds a little extra flavor to them. So we could say, you know, toast and roast. Toast and roast. But as as the more seasoned, the slightly toasted versions of the <laughs> of, of of the community, I think that part of part of our role is to is to be that snowplow and to be that advocate and say, hey, let's let's make some space for for this young man and allow you know people to to hear about it, advocate for it, and say that this is this is one one aspect of what gets us there, what one aspect of what moves us all forward. I just want that kid to. I want that young brother to live in a world that we can barely even imagine you as the t-shirt king and the one with answers to all things. Sometimes um, I've answers to some things. Um, you've seen the shirts. I'm sure that say I am my uh, ancestors, ancestors wildest, wildest dreams. dreams. Right. Yes. I am my ancestors wildest dreams. I it's, love that shirt. I love, I love that shirt too. And I, and I want that kid, that young brother to live in the world of our wildest dreams. And so I, 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 I want us to, as much as possible and as close as possible, create that world for him. Well, and he already is. I mean, I'm, I'm already, I mean, I, I don't even know him. And no, he is, but I'm saying he's not in the world that we want for him yet. That's We're on true. the road to Wakanda. We're not We're in on the Wakanda. road to Wakanda. Right. So, so being on the road is fine because you, I mean, you, you have a path, you have a destination, you have a purpose. Um, but that's not necessarily the destination itself. And so I, I want to see him in the destination. Um, it's like, you know, we're on the road to the promised land. I, you know, there, there's, it's nice to be on the road to the promised land, but you actually want to be in the promised land. And I want that young brother to be able to be in the promised land, something that we can barely imagine, and certainly our own ancestors and his ancestors could never imagine either. I believe his name is Munir. Munir, we'd love to talk to you. What's up, brother? Shout out to you. Yes. At toptechgeek.com. Munir at toptechgeek.com. Can you say that that again? Actually, I am going to go back. Um, 
you know, on Twitter, Real Top Tech Geek. So Munir at at Real Top Tech Geek. We applaud what you're doing, and we're we're really excited. And I was actually very happy yes. to to find you, and you know, and have you being recognized by other people in in the space. So go ahead, brother. We love it. Yes, very proud of you. Keep on doing what you're doing. I want to thank you all for listening to us here on the Sky's Black. We're having forward-facing conversations with innovators, entrepreneurs, and we are so happy to highlight some people. If you have ideas, if you have uh, people who are doing amazing things to bring us all into the future, please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. This is a platform for all of us. It's not about you. It is not about me. It is a platform for all of us. Right. And while we are focused on the innovators and the entrepreneurs and the thought leaders of, of African descent, broadly, the Pan-African uh, diaspora. We're all connected. We're all connected. Uh, we want to hear your ideas. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to know about people who are doing amazing things, people who are bringing us all forward. We want to know. Sky is black. Tell us about it. Allies to all. We are allies to each other. Sky is black. Sky is black.